When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Friday, May 19th. It's almost 9.30 because I was going off on YouTube Live. If you want to watch the YouTube Live, it's out there. Um, I post a video of just the podcast, but the live stays up. Today I'm on my laptop, so it's not screwed up. It didn't freeze a bunch of times. Um, It's there for you to watch. Uh, We were going over some of the stocks that are really flying, like Palantir and things like that. But I wanted to start out with looking at SPY. Uh, yesterday, and we'll take a look at this candle a little closer to, uh, I'll move it in closer so you can see that actual, so the morning candle, uh, the open was 414, it got to 418, the low was 414, so you're in this 0.3 range, okay? The afternoon, it opened at 416, the high is 41967, uh, the low was 415. It got rejected at that 420. Now, the open right now, uh, 420.66. If you hold 420 today, and most likely you will, it doesn't automatically mean that we've got to buy. Because if we go back here to a weekly and we look at this, that rejection right there is 420. Look at what happened back here in August. So in August, you went to the highs. You went all the way up to 431, and it got rejected. Then 420 was the the resistance. Just because you get over this doesn't mean that automatically we're off to the races. But what you have to realize is that the January 20, December, you know, January highs back here in 2021 of 472, I don't know that you're necessarily getting back there. But 450 is absolutely in the range if you get to over 420 and hold it. I think next week is key for this one. Um, I, I think you should keep your eye on it. And then we go to the queues. Uh, and we look at this, the, the queues here. Uh, you're still in this absolute bull market here. 320 on April 28th was the buy. You've got all the confirmation in the world. Do not give up on this rally. Do not try and sell this rally. I think it's got confirmation. Do I think that it continues? Well, let's take a look at a longer term chart of the queues. And if we take a look at this and we see this, I'm going to drag this down. Uh, These highs back here at about uh, 400. You're at 337. You've really only gotten back half of what your highs are. So in my mind, I think if we continue like this, if the debt ceiling does have a, uh, an absolute you know, a deal uh, by this week or next week or whatever, if there's even inkling, I think you get back at least to this little tip right here, which is 370. That means TQQQ, you could probably buy it and hold on to it. it here's my, 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 my guidance for this one is, if you're in TQQQ, don't get rid of it. Don't trim it. I know I said, you know, early in the week you should trim it. 
I just think this rally is too strong, too strong to trim right now. And at 31, it's going to open up at 32.12. Um, I think you may have a, a good amount still in the run. If you get nervous, I would probably put your stop losses. If you're in at 27, I would probably put your stop losses right at 30. If it gets to 30 here, then you're at least taking off 10% or things like that. Put your stop loss in. If you're getting nervous and you don't want to hold over the weekend because something might happen, take a little bit off. Just take some profit. That way, if you do open up on Monday and we come down to the 30 range, there's no way you're opening Monday down at the $27 range. I just don't see it. So I do think that you could trim on this one just because it's triple lever ETF. But from the long-term perspective, I like the cues to keep going. And here was an interesting uh, thing that I saw yesterday. I was watching CNBC at lunchtime and they were talking, they opened up the show uh, with, I think, Jenny or one of the other girls who's a value investor and most, mostly value. And she was talking about, you know, I think we're in AI bubble and I'm just not willing to buy into this stuff. So I think that, you know, I'm more interested in companies like Whirlpool and Whirlpool has had a downturn. Let's see Whirlpool here. Uh, It's been in a downward trending stock um, for this year. I mean, the entire year, you started out at 155, you're at 133. If we take a look at a long term, a weekly of Whirlpool, you're back to just after uh, where the, the pandemic kind of started. And so Jenny was like, yeah, I think it's a good one. I think it's got some upside opportunity. Don't fight the trend in my world. I think, you know, this one again, 128 here, it's not a bad thing, but I just don't. And, and Josh Brown said it perfectly. He said, we started out this show talking about Whirlpool. Uh, when people are making real life-changing money in AI stocks, it might be a bubble. Um, but do we think that we're back in the 1950s with washing machines leading the revolution? No. Whirlpool, and, and he's right. And, and even Kramer said it. And I'll say, I said I wouldn't say it on the podcast, but I'll say Kramer was right. Um, let's go to Kramer's uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm going to look at it because he says it correctly. And, and I get really angry at Kramer because he's so wishy-washy. And he's always wrong about this stuff. But he says this right. Um, he says the answer to anything is that this it's a bubble. And he's right. There's people saying it's a bubble and it's too expensive. Um, the, the, the key point is how much money can you make in the bubble before the bubble bursts? And that's the key point. And I've been wrong 100% about just focusing on this PE. And it's because... You know, I've never traded in a bear market and last year scared the, the F out of me. So I'm now trading in a market where I'm looking at PE. I'm trying to make, but it doesn't, at, at this point, the PE and AI stocks doesn't matter. And it's just about how much money can you make in a, uh, in a bubble before that bubble bursts. Here's what you have to know. NVIDIA back it way back, if we go back and we look at this chart, um, in the, like the 2015 area, I think, let's say, uh, I think it was back here, maybe 18 and 19. Um, it was probably here in 17 where it was trading $24 equivalent. Um, it was at a 50 PE 
And people were saying it's overextended. It's crazy. The growth that they had greatly outweighed that 50 PE and they just grew into it and people started giving them more valuation, more valuation. It just kept going. And that's where we are today. It's just keeping, it's going. And so here, I did a, a little comparison. Year to date, if you take the chip stocks, I took NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, OnSemi, and Qualcomm. And the only reason OnSemi is in there because Brian wanted me to look at OnSemi. But look at the, the year, year to date, 121% for NVIDIA. I picked AMD, 68%. I'm not crying over making 68% because I chose AMD. Uh, I'm upset because I picked the wrong one. Uh, and I do think NVIDIA's earnings are coming up. Uh, let's see what the date is. Uh, they're coming up May 24th. So next week, if you think that these guys are going to say, hey, we've got too much inventory. Hey, you know, we're not going to be able to manufacture enough because Apple took up Taiwan Semiconductor's um, you know, foundry and we can't make enough chips. If you think they're going to say anything of that other than, hey, we're the chip that runs AI the best. And then all of a sudden you get this crazy run. I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to start to see hype. And so is it too late to get into NVIDIA? Personally, I'm not getting in at 320. It's kind of like getting into Netflix. Uh, and we talked about Netflix being a crazy runner and I thought it was coming back down to 300. Well, yesterday they announced their, um, their ad tier has 5 million subscribers. Look at that. I mean, just in the morning, it was up 7%. Uh, and you're down a little bit. You're pulling back. It's at 369. The algorithm had you in at 322, May 8th. I said, you know what? I don't believe in it. I think it's going to de decelerate. You have this ascending triangle. I mean, and it's broken out above it. I would not buy it. I would wait for this to get back to 350. Uh, they are the only streamer that is 100% making money. So uh, let's talk about ChatGPT. If you didn't know, yesterday was a, uh, a, a moment in time that should be remembered. ChatGPT released an iOS app. Uh, it is soon coming to Android. If you guys know anything about development of apps, you know uh, Apple is 100 times easier to develop for than Android. Android, you have 9 million different versions that you have to develop for and bugs pop up in every single one and you've got to beat them down. It's like a hungry hippo. You got to beat those things down. With iOS, you've got one version and it's nice. It goes across all platforms, uh, all versions of the iPhone. It's just one. Well, ChatGPT released that app. Here's what you have to worry about with ChatGPT. If you think that ChatGPT is now going to take over search, you should be afraid of investing in Google. If you think ChatGPT is going to be the super app, and I'll explain this, uh, you've got to be a little bit worried about Apple. Um, so ChatGPT, uh, if you didn't know, it, it's kind of text-based. It doesn't do uh, images and stuff like that now. But it's like having a conversation. It will house all of your information. So it, it's very close to this. And, and don't be surprised if week after week we get updates to ChatGPT having additional functionality. But imagine having a travel agent in your pocket. So for instance, it houses all of your calendar information on the iPhone. It has access to that. It has access to all of your credit cards on your iPhone. And you can go into ChatGPT 
and you can say, find me a uh, vacation in uh, Switzerland. And it goes out, finds you an Airbnb, finds you a flight, finds you a train pass, finds you a car, finds you the cheapest options and presents them to you. And then it's one click. You say, book it. And it goes in and books it on all of those different apps. That's what you have. Uh, that's just a travel-related one. Imagine going into ChatGPT on your iPhone uh, and being able to say, um, uh, schedule a meeting with this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. ChatGPT goes out and grabs their calendars because you're on some type of thing, you know, with Microsoft or something, and boom, you've got it. It is going to change the game. Uh, and that app is the first part of the game. So I would be slightly concerned that they're taking some share away from your favorite tech plays, but I wouldn't be too afraid. Google, I think, is going to do the same thing with Bard. And so uh, we'll talk about later. Uh, do we trim Google, Microsoft? They're at 52-week highs. These are crazy valuations, crazy good. Do you trim them? I'll, I'll talk about that a little later. In my mind, I, I'm not afraid of Google losing um, because I just don't think that people will start to use ChatGPT in the numbers uh, right now. I think it, it, it will get to that, that case, but I think Google is far enough ahead to actually knock those down. Uh, and speaking of things that people don't use, like Whirlpool, Foot Locker released earnings. When's the last time any of you were in a Foot Locker? So it's down 30%, um, 26% on open. I wouldn't put money into it. They, they made 70 cents. They were expected to make $1.25. Um, I just point that out because, again, invest in what you use. And if you don't go to Foot Locker, don't invest in Foot Locker. Uh, let's talk about insider buys. Energy transfer. Um, this one had a $12 million buy. And basically what I did was I just went to the home screen of Finviz. If you're not using Finviz, use Finviz. And you can see the number two, Warren Kelsey. Uh, bought $12 million worth. This one, MGTX, I don't even know who he is. James DeFranco bought Dish, 12%, uh, you know, $12 million of Dish. Eh, we could look into that. But this one, Energy Transfer, Warren uh, Kelsey bought $12 million worth. I went down, I looked at it. The average target price is 17. It's trading at 12. Um, its 52-week range is between $9.15 and $13.67. So you're butting up against a 52-week high. But your average target price is significantly higher. Uh, December, Citigroup initiated coverage with a $16 price target. I looked at this. It is number six on David Tepper's um, top 2023 portfolio. It's his number six pick. I, I trust a billionaire like that when he's picking it. Um, so I, I do think that this one is interesting. Uh, when we take a look at it on the algorithm, the algorithm has a buy here at 12.55. So at 12.72, it's not crazy to think that it can continue up to the $17 mark where, where the actual price target is. Now, the, the 15, uh, you are only, let me see, you are only um, 6% off your 52-week high of $13.67. Energy's been in a slump. An energy transfer hasn't slumped with the rest of it to the extent of the rest of the energy sector. I mean, you're between $12 and $13. If you can get this in the $12 range, I think at some point, over the next six months, you get to sell it at 13. 
that's my guess. I saw it there. Let's talk about uh, some of the winners. Uber. Uber's close to 40. Remember I put a $40 price target on it? It's at 39.17. Uh, if you're close uh, with Uber and you got in at the $32 mark, I might start to trim when it hits 40. I wouldn't trim before it hits 40. I think their IPO price was around 40, 41. Um, you're going to see this one go up incredibly on the next earnings if they announce positive uh, cash flow. That's it. We talked about uh, Snowflake at the 120 mark, and I said, you know, at the 140 mark, I thought thought it was a great price. Um, I added a little bit to it at 140, but I currently have a significantly higher price. Uh, average buy-in, I think it's around 190 or so. Uh, it's at 181. This has been going really well. And you know what else is going well? Palantir. Uh, Palantir, ARC, Kathy Woods bought Palantir yesterday, shot up. It, this one's up 5% in pre-market to 1238. I think a couple of people on YouTube got in in the 11s. Kudos to you guys. If you bought in here, um, right before the earnings at $7.82. You've almost doubled your money. High five, get there. If we look at a long term, I do think with Kathy Woods buying into this one and with the marking conditions that we have, along with their most recent earnings, I think you're looking at this one going back to 22. So I, I think it's a good buy. I think, you know, I chose Snowflake. I'll probably, you know, make my way back to Palantir. It's just burned me before. So I'm a little reluctant to do it. We talked about NVIDIA at 320. Um, hopefully I did on the podcast. But NVIDIA, um, when, when Kramer says, yeah, you should own it, don't kind of trade it, kind of agree with them. I, I think now that you're over 300, I think you can get this at some point in time below 300. I just don't know if you're waiting. I mean, the earnings are coming up May 24th, and I expect a total pump on that one. Um, Qualcomm. Oh, I got somebody coming down. You're going to hear a bunch of barking, but Qualcomm, hold on one second. Hey, come here. No. <laughs> There's your joy. Um, Qualcomm, Jim Laventhal bought it yesterday. It's trading at 106. When, we, when I looked at this with, and I included Qualcomm, it's down 0.22 year to date. It's just not been a good performing stock. Um, I think it, you know, I, I just wanted to say, hey, I think it could come back. I just don't know. Uh, I meant to include that in the losers, but I put it in the winners. Roblox, we're at 40. <laughs> Dump it. Dump it. Trim your, trim your stock. You're at 40. Uh, you went up to 41 uh, here yesterday. Trim it. Because I think you're going to get down at 35 again. So Roblox has been a winner. Google, we'll talk about it. Do you trim it? Blah, blah, blah. But it's been just an absolute fire. Cleveland Cliffs, um, if we are going into a recession, Cleveland Cliffs, it's materials. It's put in a floor at 15. I think it's put in a floor at 15. I'm going to start adding to it again. But remember, here's the thing. Pre-pandemic, and you have to go back to pre-pandemic levels. This was a uh, $8 stock. So the danger is that we're going back to the $8. The issue is I think they've been able to successfully raise prices um, increase output and cut costs at the same time. So I think it's a good play. I will probably be adding to it, but I am looking at that long term. If it does get down to about $10, I will probably trim and, and just get out. Um, PayPal, we talked about PayPal. I think it's putting in a good floor. It hasn't, the MACD hasn't crossed up. So it hasn't crossed up. 
but I do think it's put in a good floor here at 60. I think at some point you'll be able to sell this later in the year at 70 and 80. Disney, uh, they announced yesterday they're pulling, uh, they're not building a $70 billion campus. They are not bringing 20,000 jobs to Florida um, based on some political drama with the governor. The governor is now known as the anti-Disney candidate. I'm not sure that's going to work for him. Good luck to him. Um, but I think he chose the wrong hill to fight on. Just my personal opinion. I think he will probably retaliate significantly against um, against them. We'll see what happens. But I just I, I can't imagine that being a good one. Now, here's the thing. Do you want to buy Disney? Disney, announced, uh, the other thing they announced yesterday is they are starting the process of making ESPN a direct-to-consumer app. Uh, if you didn't know, I, I worked in the cable industry for many, many years in the early 2000s um, before I started at Earthlink. I, I know a lot about these contracts. You, If you subscribe to cable, you are paying anywhere between 7 and $11 for ESPN, whether you watch it or not. It is on every basic tier uh, right now. So you're paying when you pay the cable company seven to eleven dollars is going just to ESPN. That's not including ESPN. To hey, sorry, sorry, hey. So you are paying that for ESPN if um, uh, they can do it to consumers, and they can pay. Uh, hold on one second. Hey, hey, yeah, come here, Daisy. Do not set her off. <laughs> This is me being a parent. Um, and I know you guys love it. But uh, so, yeah. So if they can get to do direct to consumer for $9.99, for $14.99, for $19.99, just imagine sporting events. They will carry a significant weight. And so ESPN, they can bundle that with Hulu, with Disney Plus. They will have a super app just like Netflix has. So I think that's an important milestone for them. I still don't think you buy it here. Uh, I, I have my price at $100. Uh, I think I made a mistake. Um, I think it's just broiled in too much controversy. I think we're going back down to the 80s. I think you can wait for that. Uh, PXD, it is almost near $200. Um, let's see. It is up. Do, 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 PXD is up 1.32% today. It's at 206. It's about where I bought it at. So I, I believe in this one. While I wait for it to get to 220 and energy to come back, I get paid a nice 11% dividend. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm not worried about it. UNH. Hold on one second. Hey! Hold on. Hey! Hey! Get over here! Get up! <laughs> you're welcome i'm not editing that out either that's staying in um <laughs> sit down no they're staring at me now uh unh united healthcare i bought it 485 it's at 481 i think it's coming back i think it's still good so i i like that one it's been beaten down again we're going over losers here pan w it's under 200 Palo Alto Networks, it is cybersecurity. It's going above 200 at some point again. It's at 190. My average purchase price, I think, is 183. I just continue to add it under 200. I haven't sold it because I want to build up a base and I want it long term. So I've just been continuing to do that. Sedge, Solar Edge. 
uh, SEDG. I've said this before nine or 10 times when it gets under 300, you buy it. When it's over 300, you sell it. I don't care what the actual percentage is. Under two, 300, you buy it. Over 300, you sell it. You've been able to do that nine or 10 times for pretty good um, gains there. So Sedge is one. Uh, Baba, they released earnings and they were not as eh, robust as you want. Um, it's trading 84. I would wait for confirmation on this one. Uh, it was $1.56. You can see they made 279. I would wait for this. They announced some AI stuff. It is questionable whether the Chinese government will allow some AI stuff. Um, so I, I don't know, but I do think that this one pops back up towards the $100 range um, at some point in time. If you wanted to buy it today, I do think it pops up to the $100 range. Take a look at this um, weekly chart because I want to show you this. This is lower. If, if you think BABA is not a better company than it was back in 2018, you're out of your mind. It's a 100% better company. Uh, it is 100% better stock. It is way down here to where it was in 2016. I don't think that you just look at this company like, oh my God, it's getting back to its $300 days. Uh, but I do think at $100, you kind of trade it. Just take a look. This line right here, I'll draw a line at 100 bucks, um, is a good trade because if you just go under right there, look at that. You had one opportunity, it got down there. You wait, you wait, you had another opportunity. Boom, you had another opportunity. Three opportunities since 2022, since the middle of 2022. And you made pretty good gains on that. So I do think that 100 is there, uh, a good one. Let's talk about Tesla. <laughs> I didn't say this, but I drove back from New Jersey uh, to Atlanta. And I, I have a Tesla and I used autopilot. It was game-changing absolutely game-changing. It was so good on this drive. Now, it's still got some issues local. I do not think by the end of the year you have self-driving Teslas out there like you have cruises in um, Arizona and, and San Francisco and other places. I don't think you have driverless cars and Teslas. Uh, I think they are far away from that. I think you do have people who are um, uh, driving like me on the highways. It changed lanes. Hold on one second. Hey! Hold on. Get over here. No. Come here. Hey. No. Get. Go. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> That's enough. But it is game changing. Kathy Woods has bought, continued to buy in. Tesla is 100% right. I, I didn't get in at the 160s. It's up at 180s now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's trading at 179. So I, I probably missed it. I am going to buy it because it will be at 250 before it goes back to 140. Um, that's my, my, my thinking. Uh, Boyle. Boyle has taken a good move of late. If you haven't looked, natural gas is on the rise. The algorithm has you buying in here at $3.02. You're at $3.79. So 20%? Huh. Great, great move. And I know, I think Zephan got into that one. Great move by Zephan on that one. Uh, he timed it right. 302, 
great price. If we go and we look at Boyle, Boyle's up 0.53% today. Uh, natural gas is up 2.85. I would not get into this one right now. Uh, I think KOLD still has, you can see that 200 day is just super strong. If you see the 50 day uh, cross up on the 200 day and we have a golden cross, it's off to the races. Absolutely off to the races. Um, new 52 week highs yesterday, CRM. Uh, you know, CRM is Salesforce, 52 week high. Microsoft, 52 week high. Uber, 52 week high. Booking Holdings, 52 week high. And Chipotle. Um, let's talk about this now because uh, Joe asked, hey, Google, should I trim it? it it's high. Steven from Instagram, uh, live from Tokyo, wrote me this morning. Uh, you briefly mentioned a few days ago taking some profits and what should be trimming. There are ongoing high stocks with Microsoft and Apple coming back around. Would you advise some looking at these particular long-term investments? Uh, should I trim? Uh, here's my take on it. I got my dividend yesterday from Apple. Apple paid out their dividend yesterday. So it's five figures. It is, you know, a good amount for me. I, I do get, you know, not the Warren Buffett billions of dollars that, that, that he gets from the Apple dividend, but I do get five figures. Um, I'm sorry, four figures, not five, four figures from my, uh, you know, it's, it's mid four figures. I don't know exactly how much, but it's mid four figures. Um, and it's a super small dividend, but I reinvest my dividends. So with Apple in particular being close to 52-week highs, in fact, let's look. Let's look at Apple. The range is between 124 and 176.15. So you are at 0.13, and it's trading at 175.69. So am I trimming? In fact, I bought yesterday. I bought probably at the open today. I don't know. I reinvested my dividends. Uh, am I upset at buying at that high? kind of, but would I ever remember to buy them? No. So I reinvest the dividends in all of these tech stops. And, and typically after earnings, they are at 52 week highs. Um, I, with the suggestion that I gave to people is, and it's a super personal uh, assumption, but, um, if you're at 52 week highs, you should have identified the buy before. If it's a long-term buy, I think if it's in a brokerage account, you look at your tax situation. Remember, if it's a short-term play, this is going to be, and you're in a 40% tax bracket or a 32% tax bracket. If you sell short for those gains, 32% or 42% is going out in, um, in taxes. So you're, you're taking that money and you're giving it away in taxes. Long-term, if you've held it for more than a year, you're only paying 15% or 20% if you're one of the high earners. But most people will pay 15%. So your tax situation matters. So understand where you are in your tax situation and what you'll pay if you do trim. Because I don't think with Apple, Microsoft, and the AI bubble that we're in, I don't think in particular those, even with Google, I don't think those are at their highs. I think they continue to move until we're out of this bubble. Uh, you know, am I concerned if you go back down, say Apple for some reason crashes down to 120 and all of a sudden you're in the negative. Am I worried about Apple coming back to 170? No. Like I said, I, I, I think you can sell at this high if it makes sense. 
in a uh, tax advantage plan like an IRA or a Roth where there is no tax event, I think you take some off. I haven't necessarily taken any off uh, personally, but I think I'm going to build up some, some, uh, some, some reserves in cash in those accounts. I typically am 90 to 95% invested in those accounts. Uh, in fact, I think I still am. Uh, I should be taking, you know, the four or five percent that I actually gain. And, and, you know, again, if you pull it out in cash and, and you wait for a pullback, um, you've got, if you're in a, you know, a fidelity, you can put it into one of those bond funds and get four or five percent. So one of those bond funds where you actually have access to the cash, not a bond fund that you buy and have to sell. So I, I, I again, I think it's, it's very personal. I bought at the high because I'm reinvesting my dividends. So it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Paul wanted me to, from Facebook, wanted me to look at Moderna. The question is, do you, do you stay with the sinking ship? Uh, Moderna got you in at 128. It got you right out on the next candle. This is the algorithm. And again, if you're, if you're trading stuff like this and you have emotions and you're like, well, I think I should get in. That's where the algorithm really comes in. That's why I built this thing is to take emotion out of the trade. And when you get emotions out of your trade, uh, if you asked me today, would it be in Moderna? Absolutely not. Moderna is a trade stock. It's a hype stock. It's 100% um, just something that you trade. I don't think that you buy and own this. Right now, it's a one-trick pony. It is COVID. Uh, COVID governments are not buying the COVID vaccine like they were. Uh, Moderna is working on a flu vaccine. I think it was BioNTech that actually came out with a slash uh, uh, flu slash COVID vaccine, and they saw a big pop. Moderna hasn't been able to develop that mRNA flu vaccine yet. Once they do, this is probably back to $200. So do I th if you bought it here at 120, do I think you should sell? That's a tough one because again, when you look at mRNA, uh, their, their PE is 10. Um, they're down 30% year to date. The average target price is 218. It's trading at 120. Uh, April 26th, Guggenheim uh, initiated coverage, but no price target. Their average, again, their average price target is 218, but that probably comes along with a lot of people not necessarily updating their rating this year. Um, you know, they, the, the, SBB Securities, uh, market to underperform, they moved from, from a 111 to a $93 price target. Uh, meanwhile, March 13th, TD Cowan, market performed to outperform, and they gave them a $180 price target. Uh, March 2nd, RBC Capital outperformed with a $200 price target. So you've got to take a look at some of these articles if you believe in Moderna. Understand what you're actually investing in. This is where I get I don't want to own it is Stefan Bunsell, who is their CEO has sold. It's almost $5 million a day. Um, you know, you go back all the way to January. And if you even go back further than this, he's been selling almost $5 million of, of shares a day. I mean, that guy's got to have a huge cocaine problem right now at $5 million a day. By this time, I mean, the amount of meth and cocaine and drugs and hookers that this guy's buying for $5 million a day, it's amazing. But he's just selling too much for me to feel comfortable owning this one. Uh, I do think that when they come out with that, vac that flu vaccine, I think you do see this one at $200.
So is it worth it? Eh, I don't know. Uh, Paul, I think, said he was going to sell Moderna for a loss and buy Schwab. In my mind, that's kind of a toss-up. I don't think that you sell one to get the other. It's two different um, uh, actual investments. Schwab, in my belief, is a two-year investment where you're back to 60 or 70 and you collect a decent dividend along the way. Uh, the problem with Schwab right now is that they went $2.5 billion into the bond market. It's a 1.93% dividend. Uh, year to date, they're down 37%. I wouldn't expect this. The average target price is still 66. The management is buying at 60. So at some point you get back up to 60. I just don't know when. Uh, but Moderna is one of those other ones where I just don't know when it's going to be good. Uh, so let me take a look. Did I have it? Oh, um, Farfetch. FTCH earnings, huge. They, they popped as well. Uh, I think I've gone over everything other than BBWI. This one had a huge pop yesterday. Bed, uh, Bad and Body, body Works. Uh, it was up on earnings, a uh, crazy amount, uh, 30%, 20%, somewhere in that neighborhood. It went from 33.26 up to $37 today. Uh, I didn't read the news on it. So let's go over some scans. First scan, Microsoft. I mean, again, to, to my point, hey, uh, if you for some reason believe that this is a bubble, how much money can you make before the bubble bursts? It's not about, hey, I've got to get out. Microsoft here paid their dividend. I reinvested in it. So I bought here at 314. I think at some point you can get this under 300. Uh, if you're not in it, if you are in it, don't sell it. It's got confirmation. I wouldn't sell this one. Uh, Exxon, XOM. I've talked about this one before, I think, in uh, oil, high oil prices. It's $120 stock. It's at $104.92 right now. Uh, while you're waiting, you get a decent dividend. They're buying back a ton of shares. I think it's going to flounder there around 100 uh, but you're getting a 3.44% dividend. You're down year-to-date 3%. If you would have bought last year, you're up 17%. So it's just a matter of timing. If you want to trim it, I wouldn't blame you at all. Simon Property Group had a cross-up. This is in the core portfolio, 105.54. It's trading at 106.66. Again, if the consumer is still decent, this is $120 stock. In the meantime, while you're waiting for it to go up to $120 or holding it long-term, you get a 7% dividend. I like this one. It's down 9% year-to-date. I think you just hold it for that dividend at 7%. Uh, CVX, which is Chevron, they had a cross up. Uh, this is a good one at 154, trading at 156. I think it's a $170 stock. I think you're fine with that one. Um, I think it's still good. So uh, we had uh, UDAO, which is UpDAO, triple levered um, Dow. Hey, no, sorry. You guys get a lot of me yelling at the dog today. 55.17 is UDAO. Uh, I think it was a good cross-up. It's trading at $56 right now. Again, the Dow needs to come up if we look at the, uh, the Dow Jones. Uh, and I don't know, did I go over ChatGPT, the portfolio? I think I did. They're up 1.4. 1.4% versus 1.1%. Uh, if you're not following that one, it is on Twitter. It is ChatGPT Trader. Uh, so you can follow their, their buys. I think they're pretty public about it. They do have a paid service, but... Um, I'll leave the list of all these cross-ups. One that I really liked is Airbnb. 
did it reach a bottom? I mean, if you're going on vacation, have you not used Airbnb? The problem is the valuation. It is super expensive. Um, it is not, it is, the PE is 37. I mean, typically travel stocks make like, you know, uh, 10 single digits kind of stuff. But, you know, it's average target price is 131. You're trading at 108. Uh, it's 52 week low is 81. That was back here in December. Uh, I don't think you're going back down there, but I think you could get it under 100. You have this descending wedge. I kind of like it here. I'd keep it on a, a lookout. Um, I'll leave the others because I've gone on long enough. Uh, but uh, uh, let's talk about sponsors. Uh, $30 is $25, I think now, uh, per month on visible phone service. There's a link down below. It saves you 20 bucks, so you'll get your first month at $5. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, the other one is TrendSpider. I think a couple of people signed up in the last week, uh, which I thank you for. If you need access to my algorithm and you've signed up, just email me. Hit me up on one of the socials. Uh, just let me know. I can email you over links to all of it. The algorithm, the four-hour algorithm that I use, uh, that I show you guys every day, 65-minute algorithm, which is fantastic. It uses an eight-day EMA. Uh, if you're day trading, this one is great. You can set up alerts so that you get actual text messages, or if you're a boomer, you can get an email with actual prices that you should buy at uh, and sell at. So you don't have to sit at your computer and watch a freaking screen for charts. Um, that's what's nice about day trading with TrendSpider is you can do it all from your phone. You, can't, you can look at the charts on your phone. TrendSpider does have a mobile app. I don't particularly like it, uh, but I do love the fact that it will email me, email me a price. I can then go on to the Fidelity app on the mobile app. I can be out hiking and trading stocks and not sitting there staring at a computer screen. I love it. I love it. Uh, the code DSP25 saves you 25% off. The link is down below. Uh, click on it. Sign up. Uh, follow with me. That way, when I do take vacations and I'm not here, you can actually just look at this stuff yourself. Uh, if you have any questions, down below there's a link tree. Uh, our, our private Facebook group, you're there. You can ask me questions. One of the things I might start doing is inviting somebody on um, to talk about stocks, maybe on a Friday, rather than doing a recap, uh, I invite somebody on to do like a FaceTime kind of thing. Um, I don't know if I'll use FaceTime or I think there's a couple of tools out there like Riverside and stuff that I can use. But maybe I'll do that if you guys want to do that. But again, the private Facebook group, you can ask me to look at uh, stocks. And I'll absolutely look, look at them for you. Um, there's a lot of people that ask me to look at that stuff. A again, remember, rule number one is don't listen to a douche on the internet. And I am that douche on the internet. Uh, and absolutely do not pay somebody for a course, um, for uh, trigger alerts, anything of that sort. I mean, you know, again, Jim Cramer's $700 a year investment club is just a Discord group uh, in boomer style where he emails you. <laughs> Uh, that's all it is. It's no, no joke. I mean, nobody will learn the tools. And then when you learn the tools, you'll understand, Hey, this is a good buy. This is a good sell. I need to get out of this one. Um, I think the hardest thing to learn as a trader is not when to buy. It's when to sell, uh, getting d disassociated with this stuff is the hardest thing. And that's what TrendSpider does for me is it takes the emotion out. When I sit, get an alert that one of my stocks has crossed under um, and, and on the algorithm, it says, hey, you, you should sell this one. 
I know that I've stayed in it too long because the algorithm usually tells me a little bit, one or two percent uh, after it's sold. Um, and if I am trading something, then I absolutely look at those. For the long-term ones like Google, Apple, Amazon, uh, things of that sort, uh, I just I don't worry about the algorithm. I use it as a guide as to when to get in. Uh, when to get out is completely personal, and I just kind of, it's on a whim. So any questions, hit me up on the socials. The link to your tree is down below. Uh, have a great weekend. For those of you on YouTube, if you get alerts, please hit the thumbs up button, by the way, while you're there. But uh, for those of you on YouTube, if you do have alerts set, I'm going to be testing my iMac this week to see that it doesn't freeze like it did yesterday. So you may get alerts that I'm live. I'm probably not doing stocks. I'm probably just here chatting. If you're in the neighborhood and you get an alert and you want to chat, absolutely hop on and chat with me, but I'm probably just testing that it's, it doesn't freeze up again. Uh, have a great weekend. I will be back Monday. I hope we close above 420 on, uh, on the, the, the S&P, um, on SPY. That will make my weekend much more pleasant. So take care. Have fun.